Number one, pick a format or a genre. And by format or genre, I mean, do you want to do video? Do you want to do audio? Do you want to write? Pick one of those three things. And you need to pick one of those three things that you are going to be able to do when you don't get any positive feedback from it. So that means you need to pick one of the three things that you actually like doing because you're not going to get any feedback for a while, most likely. Pick one of those things. Spend three to five days creating a plan. And if you've never done this before, it's going to be clunky at first. It's going to be hard at first. It's going to be that first trip to the gym where you don't know what machine to use. And you're going to have to check your notes and it's going to take long. Everything's going to take forever out of the gate. But make that plan and set a finite time on it because otherwise you'll be planning for two years. Having all the information on YouTube and everywhere else in the world is a double-edged sword because It's great to have the information out there, but it's also really easy to get into that analysis paralysis stage where you're just looking at, I don't have the right system set up. You're not going to have the right system set up at the beginning. I didn't. Welcome to Market Like a Rockstar with your host, RPI. Bridging the gap between business, mindset, and marketing. This is your invitation to stop selling and start telling. Dive into a world where stories and advice aren't just shared but crafted to build brands that resonate, captivate, and earn trust. Whether you're an entrepreneur, a business owner, or a marketing professional, let's hit the road to brand empowerment together. Your journey to becoming a magnetic brand starts now. Welcome in episode two of Market Like a Rockstar. My name is RPI. I appreciate you checking this out, especially if you listen to the first one. Thanks so much. Uh, Just getting started trying to get Used to being on this side of the camera. It's a little bit different just talking to a camera by myself, but I'm going to get used to it. We're going to figure it out and we'll get through this together. And fittingly, the second episode is all about starting over. You know, there is a saying that's been, I don't know. I don't know who said it the first time. I don't know what it was referring to, but I'll go ahead and talk to, I'll talk about, you know, my, my niche or whatever the best time to start content marketing was five years ago. The second best time is right now. And you really, it's so easy to kick this can down the road. I've done it myself for years, right? And partially it was because I had enough business coming in through word of mouth and I wasn't really narrowed down enough into the niche, into what I was selling. Those are the excuses that I made for not creating content. But the reality of it is I probably should have started doing this when I was starting podcasts for my clients back in 2018, 2019, you know, on so on and so forth. And I say that to say, I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to assume that You're either brand new to creating content or you're on the fence about it. And I want to talk about starting over and getting started with it because 99% of my clients are people who have never done this type of stuff before. I'm not going to work for influencers. I mean, I'm not, it's not that I'm not going to work, but I'm not working for influencers currently who are used to creating their own content and who have an idea of how the algorithms work. I'm generally going into businesses where people are like, I know I need to do this stuff. I have no idea where to start. And I hear all of the objections and I hear all of the, I see all of the roadblocks that people have and I see them on a daily basis. And I know how hard it is. And that's why you and I, if you're on the fence, then start this over with me right now. Like I'm starting this right here. You know, I look back and I talked about building a pretty decent brand when I was playing music and that was awesome 
five years into it. But like I said, when I started Twitter, I got on Twitter in like 2000, gosh, I don't know, eight or nine. And it didn't start making real sense for me until 2011, really. So there were two to three years of me just dicking around with that that platform. And of course, it was a different time. There weren't a million gurus out there. There weren't proven strategies, you know, proven strategies, things that had worked in the past, things that are working now. It was a different world. There wasn't access to the information that we have now. But the reality of it is, if you wait until you're ready to start doing this, you will never be ready. And I'm telling you this, this advice has been true forever. And I used to give this advice. I have a buddy, good friend of mine, great friend of mine, an amazing, an amazing musician. I met this kid. I say he's a kid. He's like three years younger than me. But I met him when I was just out of college. He was still in college. And he was just an amazing musician. And he was always getting ready to do things as far in the music field, in the music business. And he played in a couple bands that did pretty well, but but he he was always hesitant to back in the day. I mean, this was like this would have been like 11, 12. It would have been early to have been doing this. But there are people now that can like if you're a drummer, you can get online and you can sell like your drumming services online, right? And you can make a pretty good living doing this stuff. Um and he was always very hesitant to, to do things like that even though he had done it for me. Because before I moved to Nashville, I, he was in Nashville and I was in Kansas city and we worked on a record together where I would record a guitar part, send it to him. He would upload the drum tracks. I would pull them down and have drum tracks in Kansas city that were recorded in Nashville. And I was like, my mind was blown. This was back in 2007. This was a long time ago. Right. Um, but my point was, I would always tell him like, if you wait until you're ready, you are not ready. So if you're on that bubble right now and you're like, oh, I just, yeah, I just, I just don't have, I don't have the time. I don't have the, like you do have the time and the technology is 100% there because you have everything you need with any smartphone that's in your pocket. You can start making videos immediately. You can start writing a blog if that's what you want to do. You could start even just writing if you're in the B2B space, just writing long form, like blog type posts on LinkedIn works, right? But so many people I see, especially on LinkedIn, which I, it's one of those things where I am just now starting to use that platform. I'm not a big fan of it in the sense that I feel like it's a lot of show. And I feel like a lot of people are posting things that they're not maybe bringing the like value as much as it's a congratulations, you know, we got this award, blah, 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 blah. And, and if I want like to actually learn things. A lot of times I'll find more useful information on YouTube or TikTok, quite frankly. But anyway, I wanted to talk about getting started. And I, one of the other things I hear is like, oh, I don't have the, I don't have the time. I don't have the resources. The reality of it is you do, you do have the time and you do have the resources. You need to choose to make it a priority. And it's important that you do that now, especially, I mean, unless you're in a, unless you're in a space where you can financially retire in the next three to five years, you need to be making content. Okay. And the other thing I wanted to talk about is I've got a a friend of mine who is like a brother to me and he's kind of toying with the idea of starting to put this kind of content out there, video content or a podcast, something in that world. And he is a sales rep for a big company. He does quite well for himself. And one of his big hangups was he's like, Oh, I'm just so old. I'm like, dude, he's like his late forties. And 
again, the age thing is you've just, there's no other way to say it aside from the fact that you've just got to get over it. And I have had, I had to get over it a long time ago because I was playing music and I was in my late twenties, you know, I was playing music in college bars and it was like, I was there to make a living. I wasn't there to, you know, to try to become a rock star. I was there literally providing a service. And so for me, I never let age be an issue. It never became something where I felt old or whatever, because I was just there working and it didn't matter to me. So that being said, if you can find a way in your own head to get to the point where it's like, okay, look, if I'm going to, if I'm an insurance agent or if I'm a lawyer or whatever, whatever your, whatever your job is, you you are not too old to start putting this content out there. Like people are, people are looking for the stories that you have to share. And that's the other thing that people of a certain age, I don't know when it starts. Oh, I'm too old. I don't know when people start saying they're too old for this stuff. If it's 35, if it's 40, if it's 45, if it's 50, I don't know. But I do know one thing that when you see younger people, like everybody laughs about the 24 year old life coach, right? It's like, what are you, what are you coaching? Like you, you haven't, you haven't done anything yet. And there's, there are rare exceptions where a 24 year old had such a horrific childhood and turned their life around and has succeeded and turned themselves into something where they actually might know and they might have the experience and the advice to give. But I have to remind people constantly that are, that are my age or around my age, you cannot fast forward life experience. The experience that you have, and it does not matter what job you're in, the experience you have is incredibly valuable. And you know way more than you think you know. I talked about this in episode one, the last episode, where I talked about uh, my, my client who's the, he owned a gym, he's a personal trainer, and just a, a great guy, but he had a massive, massive case of imposter syndrome. And we had to get through it. And once we did, the way we did it was I came in and we, we did a podcast together for, I don't know, a year and a half where I was basically the straight man. I mean, I'm clearly not a, if you're watching this, you can see I'm not a fitness guru by any means, but I was interested in what he was talking about. So I was able to kind of have a conversation with him and we just recorded it and put it out there. And it did really well when people were coming to the gym. Hey, I listened, I listened to that podcast where he talked about, you know, nutrition and why, why certain methods work and certain methods don't. Right. Um, but my, my point is take the age thing out of it. Unless you are getting ready to retire, then you need to be making content and it doesn't matter how old you are. So those are two things right there that we're going to get rid of. Now, there was another thing that I wanted to, um, I wanted to touch on here. I saw this video, this was streamed about a week ago. So there's a guy named Rick Beato. And if you're a musician, you very well may know who he is. Um, if you're not, you probably don't know who he is. He's, he's on YouTube. I want to guess he's in his late fifties or early sixties. So he's no kid, right? And he started this YouTube channel, I want to say like five years ago. And he is a, he is a phenomenal musician. So if you're a musician and you have not heard of Rick Beato, he's got like two or 3 million followers on YouTube at this point. Um, so I'm sure you probably have heard about him, but if you haven't, then you need to check out his channel because it is the 
it's my favorite music channel on the internet. I love, he gets guests that are, that are young, that are old. And he brings them in and talks about records they made and he gets in the weeds about music stuff. That's why if you're not a musician, I don't know how much of it you'll really love because a lot of it's from a musician's point of view. He's Rick is a just outstanding musician. Um, but the other thing that's outstanding about him is his story. And I've seen him do this a couple times where he breaks down his story and goes through the ups and downs in his life where he was, you know, he tried to become, he tried to play music to get, he tried to get a music scholarship or he tried to get into a music school, got rejected. I mean, the story is long. He's in his late fifties, right? So he's got a long story and he had had a record deal, lost it, all this other stuff. But his story, and I'm going to put the link, if you're watching this on YouTube, I'm going to put the link to the live stream in the description of this video. And it's 30 minutes long. He live streamed this recently. It's, I'm recording this in October of 2023. Um, and I, it, he recorded the live stream sometime in October of 2020, 2023. And I'm going to pull up, I've got one quick clip right here that I just absolutely, um, that I absolutely love. And I'm going to play this and then we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, getting started. Let me pull that up right there and we will get this playing so you can hear what Rick has to say here. So never give up at this. This is really the, the, the thing is that success can happen anyway. And really success is whatever you deem it is, you know? It's up to you to decide. Success doesn't mean having 3 million subscribers on the YouTube channel. As far as I was concerned, I was successful, uh, you know, when I got married and had kids. That was enough success for a lifetime for me. You know, this is just icing on the cake. Um, so I, I share that really quick clip. But the video itself is 30 minutes long. It is well worth your time because he goes through and he just goes through the ups and downs, everything that he had dealt with in getting himself to where he is right now. And so that that's my point. You know, when you start over, it's it's going to be really rough. It's really rough starting. For me, this is like, okay, starting to make a podcast. Nobody's going to listen to this, right? It's part of it but I still got to make it. You still got to get through it. You got to get better at it. That's the, the good thing is nobody's going to listen to it because you've got to get, you got to get your reps in. Right. Um, and I, I always, as you listen to this, I use the analogy that I'm going to use right now all the time. And I will continue to use it all the time. You'll hear me use it all the time. You'll probably get sick of me using this because the fitness analogy is the absolute best thing that I can use for people that aren't, that haven't gotten into content creation yet but they're thinking about it, it is exactly the same as a fitness journey. And I know this because I've gained weight and lost weight multiple times in my life. Um, and I know how hard it is to be like, all right, I'm 30 pounds overweight. Got to start going to the gym, right? And that's where you are with content right now. You know, you're like, okay, well, I've never done this before. I got to start doing this. And it's really hard. But when you, you notice people, when you go to a gym, the people that are, the vast majority of people that are in good shape, the gym rats, the vast majority of them, from my experience, are supportive of the newbies. So when you see somebody there, when you see somebody at the gym new that's 
out of shape. Doesn't matter if they're a man, if they're a woman, if they're 30, if they're 50. Most of the people there are going to be supportive of you. And that's because they've been there. They started somewhere. They started the same place you're starting right now. And as as difficult as it is, as difficult as starting over or getting started is, it is so worth it because you're going to get through the suck. You're going to fight through the valley of suck, right? Which you have to do when you're making content. And I will sit down with my clients and we, like, obviously if I'm working with somebody, then they've got me pushing all the buttons behind the scenes. So they don't look like a rookie out of the gate. But I will say this, they all get better as we move forward because you get your reps in. They get better being on camera. I use I use a, a, a mark. There's a book called They Ask You Answer. I absolutely love this book for, um, for video content because basically if you're getting started with anything, you've got a list of questions that you answer every day already from prospects, right? Or from clients. So those are the, that that's the video content you should be making out of the gate. That's the easiest place to start is I answer these 100 questions all the time. I know the answers ad nauseum. I'm going to give these answers. So what I'm going to say right now is, you know, you need to start making content. So this is what I would recommend. Number one, pick a format or a genre and by format or genre, I mean, do you want to do video? Do you want to do audio? Do you want to write? Pick one of those three things. And you need to pick one of those three things that you are going to be able to do when you don't get any positive feedback from it. So that means you need to pick one of the three things that you actually like doing, right? Um, You want to pick one of the three things that you are good with doing without getting any feedback because you're not going to get any feedback for a while, most likely. So pick one of those things. Spend three to five days creating a plan. And if you've never done this before, it's going to be clunky at first. It's going to be hard at first. It's going to be that first trip to the gym where you don't know what machine to use. And you're going to have to check your notes and it's going to take long. Everything's going to take forever out of the gate. But make that plan and set a finite time on it. Because otherwise you'll be planning for two years. You'll be setting a plan and you'll get on, you know, having all the information on YouTube and everywhere else in the world is a double-edged sword because it's great to have the information out there, but it's also really easy to get into that analysis paralysis stage where you're just looking at it. I don't have the right system set up. You're not going to have the right system set up at the beginning. I didn't. When I looked at how much time it took me to create content for my clients back in the day, because I was used to making it for one person and now I've got five clients that I'm making content. I mean, I was working an insane amount of hours until I found the tools and we'll start getting into some of those tools and systems in this podcast. At some point I'll talk about, I'll I'll let you know how I do things to streamline the process of this stuff. But to get started, all you got to do is say, okay, I'm going to open Apple notes on your phone and come up with some topic ideas. What do people ask me every day? Come up with a list of five ideas and either start a podcast, start shooting video on your phone or Start writing, post about it. It's whatever's the easiest for you and whatever has the least amount of friction to get started, right? So that that's just it. Get yourself a plan and budget your time to work on that for one year. 
commit to it for a year, just like it's committing to going to the gym. Because I promise you're going to learn so much. You're going to learn so much about this process. If you have the budget to hire somebody like me or somebody else, then killer, like do that, right? Like that's even better because then you don't have to get lost in the weeds of the actual, how do I make a podcast, blah, blah, blah. How do I shoot a video? How do I, whatever, how do I edit a video? You don't have to get stuck in those, in those weeds, but I will say those weeds are shorter and shorter. The longer we get, the, the, the weeds are less and less because there are apps out there that allow you to edit a video in the app on your phone when you shoot it. So it's literally made for people that are brand new that don't know how to do this. Okay. So I would say, go ahead and get started, set your plan, give yourself a finite amount of time, say, okay, in a week from now, I'm going to record or I'm going to write my first post. And, and this is also important. When I say budget your time, I mean exactly that. Put that time on your calendar. Treat yourself the same way you would treat a client. That's what I've had to start doing for myself. Because when I didn't, when I'd kind of dicked around with starting content before, I always did the same thing. Well, I've got these videos I got to edit for my clients, right? And those would always take precedent over what I was doing for myself because my clients are paying me. So you've got to set time for this. And when I say budget that time for a year, I mean budget that time for a year. If it's an hour a week, if it's three hours a week for 52 weeks, then do that. And if you have to get started slow, get started slow. Now I'm going to give you five reasons why this is the best time to start making content. I've written these down. I got notes right here because it's important because right now, again, if you're on the fence, there's a million reasons not to start doing this, right? There's a million, you've got so many other things. I know you've got so many other things to do. It's not like you're just sitting around, you know, scrolling on, on Instagram, TikTok, or LinkedIn for a couple hours a day, or are you (laughs) probably like, look at your screen time, right? Well, so when you say you don't have time, you do have time but I'm going to give you those five like concrete reasons of why you should start making content right now. And number one, and this is the best one is the algorithm, what I call the algorithm revolution. Okay. Back when social media got started or social media got started, when it really took off, when things really started to explode, what I'll say like, you know, 2010 to 15 to 15 to 20, um, all of the big platforms. And I'll just go ahead and use Instagram as an example. Cause Instagram kind of took over for Facebook. Um, and Facebook kind of became the old person's in air quotes social media platform uh, for a while, but they were always social based. And what that meant was you would need followers and your followers would see your content. Okay. So if you had a hundred followers, then a hundred people would see your content, right? This isn't rocket science, but that has all changed in the last couple years, really. And it started, YouTube has always been this way. YouTube YouTube has always had an interest-based algorithm, but YouTube's a little different than traditional social media platforms. So when TikTok came on the scene and just exploded in, I don't know, 2019, 2020, 2021, COVID really expedited that. I feel like when people were at home a lot, but the way TikTok's algorithm worked was, it didn't matter if you had 5 million followers or if you had 500 followers. If you were making content, if you made a video and people were engaging with it, that video had a potential to go viral. And so that is, that me that has opened the door now where since TikTok just took off all the other platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn a little bit, they've all followed suit in changing their algorithms to be 
interest-based. So now it doesn't even matter. As a matter of fact, you're almost better off if you had 10,000 followers on Instagram, a lot of those people have checked out. What I mean checked out is they're probably not engaging with your content anymore. And since they're not engaging with your content, it's hurting you. Whereas if you're new, you've got a better shot at people actually seeing your content now because you've got a smaller pool of people that are getting tested. And those people, if they watch your video for 10 seconds or three seconds or whatever, then the video goes to another 10 people, another 100 people, another 1,000 people, blah, blah, blah. So that's how this is, the interest-based algorithm means that this is a phenomenal time for you to start putting content out there. Because if you're putting out content, you're putting in the time, and especially you don't want to hit too early. I've had that happen with a client, and I'll tell that story on a different day. But you don't want to hit too early because then, if you're not ready for a viral video, it's not, you can't capitalize on it properly. I'll leave it at that. So, so that's the first reason to start creating content right now is the algorithm revolution. Okay. The second reason is that no one is going to care or watch you at first. Okay. Um, and I've had this, I've had, I've had clients who have had, this has been a mental roadblock block for clients in the past where they're worried about their friends and family looking at this content and being like, what is he doing? What is she doing? They don't like, what are you doing? Like, let me, let me tell you this. I used to tell people this and this, again, I go back to the music thing because I spent so many years doing it, but I always told people, look, your friends and family are never going to be your fans. Okay. They're never going to be your fans because they know you on a different level. They don't know you as an expert in the, the field of plumbing or the, an expert in uh, the field of law. They know you as dad, or they know you as the brother, or they know you as your college roommate. So they don't see you the same way. They'll never see you that way. So again, it's kind of like the age thing. You've just got to get over it. And if your friends and family are going to roll their eyes and be like, he's, I can't believe she's saying this. I can't believe he's doing this. He's just a, I know he's like, yeah, you like most likely, like I'm an idiot. You're probably an idiot in some regards too. And the people that know you in your personal life, they know you're an idiot. And that doesn't mean that you're not smart, but they know all of the stupid things you've done in your life. So you're not making content for them. So don't worry about them. Unfortunately, if you've got people that are going to, you know, that are in your life that aren't going to support what you're doing, that's a different topic again for a different day, but you can't focus on those people. So what you need to focus on is the fact that when you start doing this stuff, nobody is going to watch you at first. That is incredibly empowering. Okay. So you start making videos, you start putting out a podcast, you start writing blog posts. The people that see it are going to see it but it's going to be a very small amount of people. So what's the collateral damage to you? Like what's there to lose? Absolutely nothing. Okay. The third reason to start making content right now is that it has never, ever been easier to create and distribute content. Okay. Like the platforms out there, the phones, the technology is so incredibly advanced and it's so easily accessible that you have zero excuse. Okay. You can't sit there and say, well, I'm not a, I'm not a video editor. Okay. But my five-year-old nephew can edit videos now. So you don't need to be a video editor. You don't need to be Martin Scorsese, right? You don't need to go. You're not taking this video to Sundance, right? So you can start to learn. 
Like you can learn. It's not that hard. They have these companies. It is in their vested interest that they make this stuff so simple that everyone can use it. And that's what they're doing. So while if, if you are into video, which is even better, like if you have a good time doing it, if you like doing video editing and audio production, then that's just a, that's just a bonus, right? Like I enjoy doing the stuff that I'm doing. So I love doing it. Now it's just, oh, I got to start sitting down and actually doing it for myself as opposed to doing it for other people. But you can't use the excuse like, oh, I'm not a, I'm not an audio engineer. Well, you don't need to be. <laughs> you don't need to be anymore. There's a million different platforms out there and you can learn everything you need to learn on YouTube from start to finish about anything that you want to do content creation. So that's another great reason. The fourth great reason to start creating content right now is that your competitors are not going to do this. They're not because they haven't had to yet, right? So what they're going to do is they're going to do the bare minimum, just like what you've been doing, which is the bare minimum, because you, it, it hasn't impacted you. You haven't, you haven't, it hasn't hit a pain point yet for you. So why not be the girl, the guy, the person, the expert in that field? Because what they, what your competition can't do is make up for lost time. So if you start a year ahead of them, you're always going to be a year ahead of them in the content game. The idea of them catching you and lapping you, it's almost impossible because there is no fast track to this stuff, which is why I go back and say, you got to budget a year at least to get started doing this. It's not, it's not simple and it's not, people aren't going to call you up and be like, oh, hey, I saw your video. Let's do business. Like it's not going to happen like that. And if it does, great, but you can't plan on that, right? So the fourth reason for you to start doing content right now is that your competition is not going to do this. The fifth and final reason for you to start doing, start creating content right now is that your comp, the, the, <laughs> stumbled on my words here. The fifth and final reason for you to start creating content right now is that your competitors are doing this. And now you got to get your ass in the game. So whether your, whether your competition's not doing it or whether they are doing it, you need to be doing it too. Because if your competitors are doing it, then the odds of them showing up when other people are looking for them whether it be on Instagram, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on TikTok, on Google, it doesn't matter. There's a million places. Think about how you research the stuff that, that you buy. It doesn't matter if you're talking about buying uh, a stroller or if you're looking for a plumber, right? You, you search the same way. You're not getting, you're not turning on the TV, hoping you see a commercial for the exact thing that you need. You're getting on your phone. You're getting on your, on your iPad, you're getting on your computer and you're doing the research. So those are five great reasons to get started doing content right now. That's going to wrap up this episode of Market Like a Rockstar. Thank you so much for checking this out. Be a friend and tell a friend. Until next time, stop selling, start telling. Thanks for listening to Market Like a Rockstar. Don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe. Help us out and share this episode with anyone that you think might get value from it. For more info, correspondence, and links to all of our socials, visit the website, rockstarmarketingpod.com. Until next time, go make some content, build your brand, and be sure to stop selling and start telling.